0: your host, Aditya Jay Kumar.
1: If you've been living on planet Earth, at least for the last few months, you'd know that we're in the midst of a pandemic called COVID nineteen, which is a relatively new disease that can spread person to person through close contact. The current theory suggests that it first originated in Wuhan, China and has now spread to almost every country in the world. And the challenge is that the person carrying the virus may have little to no symptoms at all. And the symptoms may take up to 14 days to appear after the initial exposure. In fact, the experts are actively searching for a solution to this pandemic as we speak or some way to potentially stop the spread and flatten the curve because of which many of us are stuck at our homes to reduce the change of infection and protect healthcare workers and people who are still working but when is this going to end is this natural or is this man-made And most importantly, is there any good that can come out of this? In terms of when this is going to end, my guess is as good as yours. I wish we could have some more certainty at this point. But the truth is that we don't have enough information yet to conclusively say for sure. Is this natural? Or is this man-made? At this point, I've come across so many theories that I don't know who to believe. Some say it is geopolitics at play here. Some say it is a natural result of the inhumane conditions of the wet markets in Wuhan. Some say that this is something that we haven't really considered. Viruses do have the potential to decimate the entire human race. And that we need to start becoming more serious about this threat before it's too late. And then some people say that what we really need to worry about is 5G, because that's way more dangerous than this virus is portrayed to be. I don't know. I don't want to fuel any of these theories, which they really are at this point. All I can say is that I've heard more Bill Gates stories in the last 20 days than in the last 20 years. He sure is playing an active role in all of this. What I hope to answer in this question is the ultimate and perhaps the most important question, which is, is there any good that can come out of this? Because I think that this is important to consider. So let's start with change number one, which is the earth is getting a break. Now this is really true and there's no conspiracy behind it. In general, especially because of the lockdowns, people are driving less. There are way fewer buses on the roads, many factories are closed, so less smog and pollutants are being emitted into the air. In fact, recently some Earth-observing satellites have detected a significant decrease in the concentration of nitrogen dioxide, a common air pollutant, which enters the atmosphere through emissions from cars, trucks, buses, and power plants. And the oceans are also a lot quieter now research has shown that ambient noise from ships and other maritime traffic can increase stress hormone levels in marine creatures which can affect their reproductive success i've also read that the large man-made hole in the ozone layer which by the way protects the earth from harmful uv radiation is beginning to heal and close up and this is good news and i've also seen so many pictures from around the world where people are noticing that the smog that used to be there is now clearing up and is increasing visibility. And what this means is that us sitting at home for a while is actually a good thing for nature. Number two, the governments are finding ways to support people, especially here in Canada and the US and in many countries of the world. The government is finding ways to support people During this crisis, through mortgage deferments, rent relief, affordable or even free treatments, COVID-related relief funds, and most recently in the United States, student loan deferments. And if you ask any student, one of the biggest stress factors that tends to bring them down and crushes their spirit is student debt. Just in 2019, for example, the debt was 1.6% trillion dollars, which was 7.5% of the GDP. So you can imagine the sigh of relief when they announced just a few days back that for a period of six months, student loans would be deferred. The way I look at it, this pandemic has probably struck a note of empathy amongst government officials, which has led to this worldwide effort to keep people safe and away from suffering. And personally, I think that this is the first step towards accessing abundance and the tapping into of an unlimited source of energy. In an ideal world, people would receive a universal basic income, would receive free education, and would receive all the support and infrastructure to lead their best lives. We still have a long way to go, but I think deep down that these measures, even though they're small, are a good first step towards a more democratic and equal society number three people are focusing more on health and wellness if you look around you people are washing their hands covering their mouths, cleaning their homes, staying germ-free. People are finding ways to boost their immunity, improving their hygiene, consuming more vitamins, and because restaurants are closed, they're finding ways to cook nutritious food at home. And on top of that, because there's so much stress going on, anxiety, hysteria, people are finding ways to reduce stress, feel more calm and relax. Now, these are positive signs that suggest that when you can't go outside, you can't help but go inside. And I think that is a good result as well. People are discovering the power of their breaths, the significance of meditation, the utility of yoga, and the effectiveness of journaling. On a personal front, I've been spending more quality time on my meal prep, and if you are in our Facebook group, you would know that I've become more and more plant-based. Last week, I made some amazing hummus and tahini, along with some cucumber, tomatoes, and onion on the side with some naan. I must say that if you really know how to make plant-based foods, not only does it taste good, but it feels good too, deep within. And I've also been doing a lot of breath work, meditation, and journaling to really connect with my higher self and find out whether I am on my true path. So I encourage you to use this time to heal yourself, discover new practices for nourishing yourself, and really take a step back or two and find out what you are truly wanting to do in this lifetime. What is your purpose? What is your divine calling? Because now is the time. Another shift that's happening in the world today is that people are feeling more united. Whether you're talking to a friend in India or France or Australia or even Canada, everyone's going through the very same experience. Everyone is feeling bored or lonely at home. Everyone wants this to end Everyone wants to meet their friends and families in person once again. And I don't think that I've ever had a shared experience like this on a global scale ever. And No matter what the issue is, when you're able to agree on a particular topic, that's usually just the foundation for agreeing, sharing and collaborating on so many more topics. Maybe it's just the fact that we are facing a common invisible enemy right here that is making us feel part of this collective. They say that throwing rocks at a common enemy leads to unity, right? And it's true. Many years back, I thought to myself, with all the wars and uh, disputes going on in the world, the only way that we're ever going to unite and feel uh, one is if there were an alien invasion. And to be honest, this is kind of like an alien invasion, although we can't really see the alien over here. Or maybe We are the aliens. Bacteria and viruses, I'm sure, have been on this earth way longer than us humans. And our presence is just a speck on the timeline of the earth's evolution. But anyway, no matter who the alien is, there's definitely this sense of collective struggle That we're being able to relate to with people all over the world, which is a good condition for humanity as a whole. And the beauty is that people are finding ways to overcome this distance problem by meeting people online using platforms like Zoom. And just the other day, my friend from a Buddhist group that I'm a part of called SGI hosted a Zoom meeting along with four other people. And we connected, we shared, we chanted and it was a great experience. And the best part was that I didn't even have to leave my home. So think about how this pandemic might actually be contributing in some small way to bringing humanity closer together. Now, the next point is that people are feeling more alive. Let me explain. One thing that this pandemic is surely doing is making us think about our survival by making us think about our death. And in the process of thinking about what could happen if we lose our life, many of us can't help but think about what we do have right now, things the people, the opportunities, the experiences that we've been taking for granted all these months or even years, whether it's your job or your kids, your wife or your husband, your parents, the food that you eat in the home that protects you. If you really think about it, you do have a lot to feel grateful for. And in some small, tiny way, this virus has played a role in it. Now, stoicism, if you follow that way of life. Stoicism teaches us to embrace suffering and hardships without complaint because the experiences strengthen our character. People are also encouraged to contemplate about death because in doing so, we remember that we are always so close to it. In a blink of an eye, we could lose our life and pass on to our next karmic task. Ironically, this experience makes us come life. This experience makes us live every day as if it were our last day. And again, the whole coronavirus pandemic, if you think about it, is making us contemplate about the prospects of death around the world. So let me ask you, if today were your last day, what would you do? Who would you call up? And what would you say? Or maybe more importantly, what would you not do anymore? What would you not tolerate any longer? What is something new that you'd like to experience or try? Do you have a passion? Do you have something that is uh, deep within your heart, but maybe you were ashamed to launch something new or maybe you know the timing just wasn't right? It's a good time to think about it. This global pandemic has stopped us in our path and made us question whether we're really on the right path. Sometimes we need these sudden breaks because it forces us to come out of our subconscious routines that we've gotten so used to for months or maybe even years. What is that one or two routines or habits or practices that aren't really serving you? And finally, and perhaps most importantly, people are finally getting time to think about their passions and their dreams. Here's the truth. This pandemic is having a devastating effect on the global economy. With the majority of people self-isolating and socially distancing themselves at home, businesses have been experiencing a big dip in revenue leading to massive layoffs and job cuts. And this is serious. So if you've been experiencing a layoff or you've lost your job or your business is in turmoil, then my heart goes out to you. But because you're sitting at home, this idle time is also an opportunity to think about your life so far and where you'd like for it to go now. It's time to visualize and dream about your vision that you probably had years back, but kept it on the back burner because you had to focus on your job. It's time to build the skills needed to go where you are really passionate to go. It's time to learn the practices and connect with mentors who will help you enter your chosen field, whether it's becoming an energy healer, a shaman, a yoga teacher, or a psychic intuitive. This pandemic and you being at home away from distractions, away from your daily schedule might actually be a blessing in disguise, but it all starts with shifting your energy, raising your vibration, and feeling much more better which is why in case you haven't heard i'm offering a 15-day trial for all of our listeners to our brand new energy mentorship platform called the action tribe energy circle And I've invited some of the most experienced and gifted mentors to train our members in areas of abundance, intuition, yoga, shamanism, and much more. Not only will you get to watch the on-demand video trainings by these experts, but you'll also get a handy PDF assignment to help you embody your newly learned practices. And you'll get to attend our live Q&A as well with our teachers. So, if you feel the time is right and if you'd like to try it out uh, and see what we have in store for you, then you can visit my7chakras.com forward slash T-R-Y. That's my7chakras.com forward slash try and just check it out. But whatever you end up doing during this phase of the pandemic, think of this time as a gift and please use it wisely. And in closing, I'd love to share a message of hope. Many experts, as I have alluded to before, are predicting a huge crash in the economy and they say that it will take years to recover from this. And although they might be partly true, we must not downplay the power of the human spirit and the power of resilience. We've come a long way so far and we are capable of wonders. After the Second World War, Japan was totally impoverished and destroyed. And yet, in just a few decades, the people came together, shared a dream and built one of the most advanced civilizations on the planet with some of the best cars and technology and businesses. A few hundred years ago, people would laugh at the prospects of someday visiting the moon, but you've done that and very soon we might actually land on Mars. Wilma Rudolph was handicapped. And had to wear braces as a child. She was once told that she would never walk again. Four years later, she was in the Olympics. Four years after that, she won three gold medals and set a world record in the process. In other words, yes, limitations, constraints, obstacles do exist. But if we collectively use the power of our minds and our hearts, then we'd realize that the obstacle is the way. And that our destiny lies beyond that. So, if you received some inspiration or hope or a spiritual message after listening to this episode, I'd love to hear from you. My email is aj at my dot That's aj at my dot I'd also love to invite you to our Facebook group, which can be found at my dot forward slash tribe. That's my dot forward slash tribe. will talk to you soon.
0: Thank you for listening to My Seven Chakras at my dot That is my s e v e n chakras dot